Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm here to talk a little bit about some Auburn baseball and recap the Troy game from Tuesday night, and then we're going to jump over to Major League Baseball and talk a little bit about that. I'm, I'm going to give you five guys that I think you should be watching every single night. going to give you a guy that I love watching as a former infielder. Uh, he just broke into the game, and I think he is going to be an absolute star and then, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the baseballs. Why are we using two different baseballs? I want to talk about these these umpires and, and the actions at the plate and guys breaking bats over their knees and, and uh, getting thrown out and everything. I think the frustration is just uh, building up and building up, and we've seen managers get run day in and day out now. And, you know, I just want to give my thoughts on, on what I think needs to happen and where the future of baseball is headed with this. So, with that being said, we're going to give all our praise to the Belly Up Sports Network. We are going to uh, thank them each and every episode for giving us this platform to run our podcast on their network. So, with that being said, here you go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, everybody, and welcome back in. Man, tonight we're here to recap the Auburn Baseball Tigers. They went on the road Tuesday night to Troy and picked up a big, big midweek win. Uh, Really impressive. I just come out the gate swinging the sticks. Just what we needed to see, we were hoping to see, is what we got. All right, They come out, uh, foot on the gas pedal, and never let up. You know, they they ran into a little trouble in the fifth inning. But, you know, I mean, they were up, what, 10 to nothing. And, you know, they gave up a three spot. Not really worried. The bullpen looked really, really good for the most part. And uh, and I'll be honest with you, Jordan Armstrong started the game for Auburn. And and it was one of his better outings of the year. He went four and one-third, gave up three hits, three runs, three earned runs. Uh, He walked one guy and struck out two. Really, really solid for him. Uh, then Connor Copeland with, with uh, two-thirds of an inning. He gave up a hit, struck a guy out. And then Chase Isbell eventually picked up the win, uh, coming in for an inning. He walked a guy and then struck out a guy. And so, you know, and, and we even got to see Blake Burkhalter. So, you know, we got to see him for an inning and a third, and that's a really positive note. 
Love seeing Blake get out there and throw before going into this weekend. Huge weekend series coming up, and having him is really, really key. I know I said it in my last Auburn baseball episode that I really thought not having Blake Burkhalter in those games against Arkansas really hurt us. It, it really, really hurt us down the stretch in those late innings when we really could have used him. But, you know, hey, injuries first. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I would rather see him sit than pitch right now. So we want to make sure he's 100% healthy um, because, you know, I'd rather have him in the regionals and the super regionals and, and hopefully Omaha if, if we can get there. So, uh, you know, I, I want I want health first. And uh, I think he's a big part of this Auburn team. You know, he's one of the best closers in the SEC. And I just feel like if we get to him with a lead, it, it's lights out, it's over. And, uh, you know, go get me. Go get me six outs, you know, seven outs. I I think Blake Burkhalter is that guy. So, uh, you know, I mean, they look, like I said, Auburn come out, man, from the get-go in the second inning, they get two runs, and, and, and then you come out in the third, and Sonny D hits an absolute nuke, um, and it all started with Rambush and, and Howell, and I mean, Look, this I, I tell you guys every single episode. I tell you every single episode, man. Auburn always has a shot because they can swing it with anybody, man. They can swing it with anybody. I mean, Blake Rambush in the leadoff position can absolutely stroke the baseball. I mean, <laughs> Case and Howe can stroke the baseball. Sonny D can stroke the baseball. Bobby Pierce. I mean, I could keep going all the way through the lineup. They always got a puncher's chance. I'm telling you. They really do. Brody Moore, man. I want to give a big shout-out to Brody Moore. A hustler, a grinder, a gamer. Just one of those guys where, you know, you always want on your team, man. The the plays that he makes at shortstop. Uh, hitting, hitting behind runners at the plate. Uh, you know, using all parts of the field. You know, he hit a bomb to right center the other night, just just not trying to do too much, but doing exactly what his teammates ask of him. And it just a true team captain and team leader. Man, you can't ask for much more. And, and them coming out and, and just hanging 10 on Troy in the first four innings, just exactly what you wanted to see from this Auburn baseball team. Exactly what you wanted to see, you know. Uh, I know. I know. Later on, the bats went a little quiet, but I'm not really worried about that. It is what it is. I know Auburn left, uh, uh, you know, a, a few people on base in the later innings, and um, but like I said, I'm not really worried about that. When you come up and you hang, you know, ten runs in four innings on somebody, uh, I'm good with it. I'll take it all day. They were swinging it. They got up early. They did their job, and and you know, you carry that into this weekend. You got Alabama coming up. And like I said in the little pre-show, <laughs> Kendall Rogers, he dropped his um, top 64 predictions. He dropped his bracket, his top eight national seed predictions. And he's got Auburn at number eight right now as a top top eight national seed. So you, you go into this weekend and you handle business with Alabama. You know, we're hoping for a sweep. But, you know, you got to take two or three. 
you got to take two or three from Alabama. They're sitting at ten and fourteen in the SEC West. You got to take two or three. They're, they're in sixth place in the SEC West. They're they're up on Mississippi State by a game, I believe. So there is no room for error here. You have got to go in and handle business at Plainsman Park. Really looking for a sweep. Really, really looking for a sweep. All right, but we'll take two out of three. Okay, and then you got at Kentucky the the following week. All right, well Kentucky's sky high right now. They're they're on cloud nine. All right, they just took two out of three from Tennessee, the number one team in the country. It was Tennessee's first SEC series loss. So your work's cut out for you. It's two winnable series, very winnable series, two series that you should handle easily, in my opinion. Alabama doesn't have a lot of pitching. We all know that. If you go, man, go look at their scores. They win games like ten to nine, and and eleven to eight, and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's they're they're just they don't have a lot of pitching, but they can swing it with anybody. Don't get it twisted. This Alabama team can hit. Okay, they can hit. And if you let them hang around, they showed you up in in Knoxville. They they can beat anybody. And I said it, you know, I've said it before that don't let them get hot right here towards the end with two weekend series left. I, I believe they have Auburn and Arkansas. You let them win both of those series and then go to Hoover and they win a couple games up there and they sneak into the tournament. I don't want them in my regional. I can tell you that. I don't want them in my regional. Not no sir, no sir, because they can hit, they can swing it with the best of them. So, I was really proud of what I saw from Auburn. Just, I mean, I put it on Twitter the other night. I wanted complete domination from the first pitch, and that's what we got. Handled business. It was a must-win midweek game with Troy. A must-win, and you went out and handled business. Never a doubt, and that's what we wanted to see. So. Like I said, Kendall Rogers, we're top ten in RPI. He comes out. Auburn's an eight, top eight national seed. They're sitting at eight, and everything's right in front of you. Everything is right in front of you. Your whole season, everything you've worked for, comes down to six SEC games. Six SEC games. If you go five and one, you're a top eight national seed. If you go five and one, you're a top eight national seed. You have the opportunity to host a regional. And a super regional. You have the opportunity to where you could host a regional and a super regional. So what more do you want there? Okay. What more do you want there? I know Kendall had Florida State as the two seed in the Auburn regional. <laughs> we know them very well. If if they were in a position to host, I'm sure that's where uh, we weren't in that position. I'm sure that's where we would be going because that's where they always send us. So, you know, it's it's fun to have them come to Auburn once in a you know for for once in a change and and not have to go down there to Tallahassee. So, but look, man, like I said, Alabama coming to town, packed Plainsman Park out this weekend. There is no reason it should be 70 percent capacity. No reason. This is a huge, huge SEC series. It's against your arch rival, the Iron Bowl on the baseball field. Get out there, people. Support this team. Get loud. Get behind these kids. They've worked so damn hard for this, all right? 
so damn hard. And and for all you Butch Thompson haters out there, all right, eat crow, all right, eat crow because I heard every single one of you before the season started. I heard every single one of you before the season started. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. For, for, how is he not the guy? All right, we ran Omaha in 2019. What are you talking about? All right, we had a COVID season in 2020. And then last year we had a down year. But this year, look at us now. So, so you know, y'all can go kick rocks. Every one of you who, who downed Coach Thompson. Every, every single one of you who downed Coach Thompson. Go kick rocks. Auburn baseball is an elite SEC program. They're an elite SEC program right now. They really, really are. They're solid. Top of the SEC West. You know, I mean, they're trailing Arkansas right there, and and you know you got LSU and Texas A&M and Auburn bunched up right there, fighting for, fighting for a top four, you know, SEC tournament seed and things like that. Man, I mean, we we were projected to finish what sixth or seventh in the SEC West this year. Get a clue, man. Get a clue. It's a bogus take, all right? Bogus take saying that Coach Thompson's not the guy. I saw it all over Twitter and just get out of here. Get out of here. But, man, love to see Auburn baseball in the spot. Absolutely excited. I'm trying to make my way up there this weekend for the Alabama series. And, man, it's going to be special. It's going to be special. So I really hope Auburn handles business. I hope they take care of Alabama. And I can't. I can't wait, man. Hosting a regional, how cool would that be? You know, I mean, that, that, that's that's good stuff. I, I'm I'm excited. So, with that being said, I'm going to move on from Auburn baseball. War damn eagle. Uh, really proud of these guys. Like I've said multiple times, man, just, just uh, in a great spot. So, like I said, moving on, we're going to go over to Major League Baseball real quick. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going into my second phase of the show, and I want to talk a little Major League Baseball real quick. Uh, I want to talk about who, you know, I'll, I'll give you a power rankings, all right? I'll give you my, my top five teams if you uh, if you want them. And, and they shouldn't stray too far away from your top five teams, honestly. If, you, if you're if you a big MLB guy, if you watch Major League Baseball, and, you know, hey, it's not really hard to, to, to look at and, and tell, you know, who, who are your top five teams. Well, I'm going to go – with the New York Yankees in the number one spot, all right? I, I think the New York Yankees, with the pitching staff they have, with with uh, you know they have Garrett Cole and and Severino and, and Nestor Cortez. Man, Nestor Cortez is special, y'all. Um, and then and you got guys like Michael King out the bullpen. You know, I mean, Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes has been nails. Okay, ice in his veins. Clay Holmes is that dude, all right? He is that dude. Their bullpen is freaky. Then, you you know, you always got Chapman coming in to close it. Got a little rocky today with Chapman, all right, in that uh, shortened Toronto Blue Jays series, the, the two games at Yankee Stadium. Got a little rocky there, but he worked out of it, and now I think he's like third on the, the Yankee save list all time. He's still like 500 saves behind uh, Mariano Rivera, but, I mean – Look, I like the Yankees at one. 
Aaron Judge playing out of your freaking mind, dude. You're playing like an MVP candidate. Look, I, look, I'm not saying that he is the MVP. Don't get it twisted, folks. Mike Trout is up here having look. I, I don't, I don't know if you could say it's one of the best years ever because I would have to go back and look at other years of Mike Trout because those seem to be also the best years ever. So, but he is having statistically. Look, I know we're only 30 games in, but he is having statistically one of the greatest years ever. I mean, the dude is hitting 337, Mike Trout. But, look, Aaron Judge playing like an MVP candidate, all right? He's hitting 288. He's got a – I think he's got a, what, a three, a 352 OBP, a 613 slugging percentage, and a 965 OPS with a 1.6 war, all right? He's got 10 bombs and 22 ribbies. Go back to – was it – Tuesday night, they're playing the Toronto Blue Jays. I, th- I think it was Romano in to close it out for the Blue Jays, and he walks um, he walks Trevino, got him in a full count. He walks Trevino, and then he wants no part of DJ DJ LeMahieu, no part. You could tell from the beginning of the inning he he wasn't trusting fastball. At all. He wasn't trusting fastball at all. So, next up, you got Judge. All right, chance to win it. Yankees are down two. Home run wins it, all right? Perfect scenario. Aaron Judge never hit a walk-off home run for the Yankees, all right? The guy lived on a slider, okay? He lived on the slider. He left a fastball on the outer, middle outer half of the plate once, and Judge fouled it off, and, and you kind of saw Judge go, oh, man, I missed it. I missed it, all right? But at that point, Aaron Judge knew, hey, he's coming back with the slider, and as soon as I see it come out of his hand, I'm hitting it a mile. And what did he do? He left the slider up. Aaron Judge, you hang it, we bang it, send it up into the upper deck in the left field seats, and the Yankees walk it off, you know? I mean – there's multiple guys for the Yankees right now that are that are getting hot. You know, Judge is coming on. Look, I know Rizzo's numbers have fell a little bit, but it always seems like Rizzo comes up in the clutch and he plays one hellacious first base. I mean, you can't you can't beat him at first, and and he's always coming up with the clutch hit. You know, he hit the shot in the left center gap the other day against the Rangers to score Judge. Just always there in crunch time, clutches up, ice in his veins, and then you got John Carlos Stanton. Just feels like I mean, man, the way he hits the damn baseball. Good God, there is no way I'd want to be in front of one of those. My goodness. Um, mm. And you know, I you know, I know you want to see more out of Donaldson. I think he's still getting his feet wet. And then DJ LeMahieu, man. DJ LeMahieu is everything to the New York Yankees. I honestly think he needs to stick hitting leadoff. I'm tired of seeing Aaron Hicks hitting the leadoff spot. I'm sick of it. It's it's atrocious, okay? And and hey, for all you for all you uh nerds on Twitter and baseball analysts and and guys that just uh, look at stats all day and talk about Aaron Hicks this, Aaron Hicks that. All right, well, I get on Twitter yesterday, 
and I commented I commented under Eric Hubbs post and said Aaron Hicks is trash bro like is there any chance that the Yankees try to trade him or anything because like he's not the guy and Hubs was like unfortunately man like I would love to see it and I agree with you but I just don't think there's any way they trade him so okay the Yankees are stuck that's what I thought the Yankees are stuck with him and Joey Gallo alright but what I'm also looking at, man, is when you watch the New York Yankees play, Aaron Hicks comes up with runners in scoring position, and he makes loud outs. All right, you go back to the Tigers series. Runners on second and third, less than two outs. What does he do? He pops up to shortstop. Loud outs. When was it? The other night in Toronto. The Yankees are playing the Blue Jays in Toronto. The Yankees are down one nothing. Alex Manoa's on the mound. Hicks, at first, takes off, tries to steal second, and gets thrown out by two miles. There was no point of him even sliding into second. They were waiting on him to get there. That's how bad it was. And then you rewind to, to Tuesday night, and he's over here trotting. He gets to start in left field, and he's over here trotting to the ball, and Vladdy's scoring from first. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, all these dudes who just chewed me out for giving this Aaron Hicks take and wanting him gone, and they love him hitting leadoff because, hey, Aaron Hicks has a, a 305 on on-base percentage or whatever he has, all right? He gets on base. All right, but it's things like that out in left field where he's trotting to a ball and you're letting Vladdy Jr. score from first base. Get him out. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of looking at him. I'm sick of it. And and all these OBP guys that are, oh, Hicks has got a 305 OBP. All right. Well, just a few weeks ago, you come out and you were like, well, Hicks is hitting 300. Hicks is hitting 300. Well, he's hitting 238 now. Probably a little lower. I haven't I haven't looked at it. But he's hitting worse than that now. So you know that OBP is going to fall because it, he, he his career numbers just go look at them. All right, it's not going to get higher. It's gonna it's gonna drop. And I think by 40, 40 more games, you're going to be sitting here going, man, you know that guy was right about Aaron Hicks. I just don't think he's the guy in New York. I, I don't. I just don't. I, I think that's the one little concern with, with Hicks and Gallo. And, and Gallo's got to come on, man. There's too many swings and misses, too many strikeouts right now. I know he has started hitting the ball a little better. He he does he does barrel a lot up, and he's starting to hit he's starting to hit the ball hard, and it's starting to fall. Okay, I think he went one for four today. You know. You just got to stop striking out so much, man. I mean, it just every time he gets in the box, it just feels like automatic out, automatic out. I feel like I can get up and go take a piss while Joey Gallo's hitting. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That's how bad it's been. But I feel like they have been the best team in baseball through these first 30 games. I just Like I said, they're pitching, man, with Cole and Nestor Cortez and Tylon and, and uh, Montgomery. And, man, I keep going on and on. It's Seve and, and their bullpen. Just I mean, there's so many pieces out there, man. Just nasty, nasty, nasty. Lawizaga, I didn't even mention Lawizaga. He hadn't been his best this year, but he, I mean, you know he's going to be there. He's a dog. He's a dog. Michael King, man, Michael King is just freaky. Dude is freaky. All right. Um, and then you know my second best team, I, I think it's the the Los Angeles Angels. I really do. And I don't think a, a whole lot of people, you know, with us being out here, majority of my listeners on the on the Central Time Zone and Eastern Time Zone, I don't think you pay a whole lot of attention of what's going on out in L.A. right now. And I know it's been it's been a Dodgers town and everything. The the Los Angeles Dodgers have ruled that place out there, right? You know, we they won the Mickey Mouse Championship in 2020, and the only thing the Angels have really had is Mike Trout, right? Well, you get this two-way Japanese import. He comes in here and by the name of Shohei Otani, and what do you know, man? You got the face of baseball on you, all right? You got arguably the go-to of baseball. I'm sorry for my voice cracking. I've, I've been a little under the weather here lately, but you got the go-to baseball, and then you got Shohei Otani, right? The two-way Japanese import who who can uh, throw it throw it from the bump and then and then go out there and he he can play right field, and and then he's gonna hit you 40 home runs. He's gonna hit about 270, 280, and he's gonna win you MVP and hopefully get you to the playoffs. I mean, dude, dude's a freak of nature, man. And and what Shohei's doing is something that we may never see again. I mean. I'm not going to say that we may never see it again, but though at the rate we are seeing it, it's just incredible. Take it all in, man, because, I mean, this is insane. I mean, it is absolutely insane what Shohei's doing. I mean, he's throwing six innings and then going to play right field and then hitting nukes at the plate, all right? And, and talk about clutch. Talk about clutch. They're down to Washington. I think it was Sunday – they're down to Washington in the ninth. Trout comes up. He doesn't get it done. He K's. And next thing you know, Otani, he bangs one out to the left center gap off the wall. Ties the game up. And then Tony Tubags comes up, laces a line drive out there, and, and Otani comes around, scores, and gets pumped up, celebrating. Love to see it. Just exactly what baseball needs man baseball needs more of it and you absolutely love to see it the new york mets they're my third team coming in guys 
I had a, I had Ryan Ficklestein on uh, with the with the Locked On Mets. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. You will see why we believe in the New York Mets starting pitching. They're doing it without Degrom right now. Polar Bear Pete, Pete Alonso, Frankie Lindor playing better this year. They they added guys like Starlin Marte and and things uh, you know. I like the Mets. I like the Mets in the NL East. I really do. I know the Braves are out there. The Braves are in the NL East, and they're the defending world champs. But I really, really think that the Mets are built different this year. There, there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of guys that they can rotate. And, and you know, you got guys that, that can hit. Man, the Mets can hit this year. They can hit. And, and they're playing really good defense. They're pitching well. I know uh, Tyler McGill got, got roughed up today, but it happens. That's baseball. So, with that being said, I got the Dodgers. Got the Dodgers coming in. <sighs> Look, twenty and nine. We all know the Dodgers. They're going to be there in the end. Like I said, man, you could take these top four teams, and they're in no particular order, right? I mean, I put the Dodgers at four, but you know, you could put them at one. You could put them, you could put them at one. The addition of Freddie Freeman. I also had Locked On Dodgers on here. If you want to go listen to that episode, you'll see why we believe in the Dodgers, Mookie Betts. Man, all the guys I could go keep going and down down and down their list. Starting pitcher with walking, uh, Walker Bueller. Just, they're going to be there, man. It's, it's, it's something we know we're expecting, and they're just a winning franchise. And Dave Roberts is one of the best managers in Major League Baseball. So we know that. They're going to be there. And then I'm not not 100% on the Brewers, y'all. I'm I'm not 100% on the Brewers yet. Look, I know they've got Burns and Woodruff and and the pitching staff is great, but they just don't hit great for me right now, okay? They're just so wishy-washy right now. I know they're 20 and 12. I know they're twenty and twelve. Don't get on my back for saying it if you're a Brewers fan, but they're just not it for me right now. I'm I'm not completely sold on them. They're a playoff team, yeah, but they're nothing more than that. Like they're not an NLCS team to me. They just have to show me more. You got to show me more out of your lineup. Uh, and then you know another team I like. Of course, the Giants are always there, man. They just—it's like the Giants get no love, right? They, they like you never see the flashy stuff on Sports Center. You know, like Brandon Crawford never gets a whole lot of love. You know, with with the media and Sports Center and the flashy plays and all that. I just feel like they just stay so low key out there on the West Coast, and nobody really pays attention to them. And then, hey, all of a sudden, you know, here they are. San Francisco Giants closing in on 100 wins, you know. It's just crazy, man. The, the Giants are always there. And the Padres, man, look, they're doing it without their star. They're doing it without the guy who who uh, rides motorcycles in the offseason and, and breaks his wrist and, you know, Fernando Tatis. Put the motorcycles down, dog. Put them down. You're, you're – Top two, top three face of baseball. All right, you're on the Mount Rushmore. If if we got a, if we got the faces of baseball in today's game, Fernando Tatis, you're up there, buddy. All right, so so 
put the put the motorcycles down because the San Diego Padres need you. All right, they're freaking twenty and twelve right now, and they're begging for you. They're absolutely begging for you. I mean that National League is thick. That National League is freaking thick. Because you know Atlanta. Atlanta's going to make a run. Atlanta's going to make a surge. There, there's too much talent there. The pitching's too good, too. With Acuna back, you know, he's going to get hot. There's just too many sticks to hold down in that lineup. Hey, look, don't count. Like, I know a lot of Braves fans. You're already counting Atlanta out. Look, you did the same thing last year, okay? They know what they're doing. They're going to get hot. They're going to make a run. It's going to get interesting down the stretch. I know I said I like the Mets, but the Braves are going to make a run, okay? We know it. You know it. I know it. We all know it. All right? They're going to make a run. Phillies, on the other hand, dog shit. All right? No pitching. I was talking to a buddy earlier, and I said, man, I feel like the Phillies have to score 12 runs to win a game. Their bullpen, do they even have a bullpen? Honestly. I mean, what what do they have? Nola and Wheeler as their, as their starters. And, and, I mean, like you got Castellanos and, you know, Harper killing it. And, I mean, you, you, you score eight runs and you lose 11 to eight. I don't get it. You know, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating because, I'm you know, all of you know I'm a huge Bryce Harper fan. I absolutely just love the dude, how he plays the game. I feel like every single day he plays the game like it's his last game, like he's never going to have the opportunity to play baseball again. And that is what I love about Bryce Harper. His swing is one of the sweetest swings in the game. His his approach to the game in 2017, you know, I, most of you know I took a trip to D.C., and I got to go out on the field and watch him pregame and, and just the way he, he warmed up and he stretched and 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 he long-tossed and he took BP. Everything was so professional and so locked in that, I mean, he, he's, he's one of a kind, man. I mean, he's a great. He's, you know, I know a lot of people down here hate on him because he's been against the Braves for so long and the cockiness and all that. But he plays the game so hard, man. And I just wish they could get him help. I mean, their pitching staff is atrocious. But that being said, those are some of the teams, the little power rankings that I wanted to give you. You know, the Yankees, Angels, Mets, Dodgers. It seems like a whole lot of L.A. and and New York, right? Uh, and then you got the Padres, the Giants, the Brewers. You know, Houston making a surge. And and hey, I you know I forgot to I forgot to mention this. Okay, the Houston Astros. All right, I, like I've said on multiple episodes before this one, I have a hatred for the Houston Astros. Okay, for just for what they did back in that World Series against the Dodgers and beating on the trash cans and the the filming and stealing the signs and all that. I'm just not a fan of it. Never will be a fan of it. But there's a guy in Houston that is that is turning my head. He's turning my head, and his name is Jeremy Pena. Okay, he's he's the starting shortstop for the Houston Astros. Carlos Correa walked, 
They bring in Pena. Right? He's hitting two forty five, six bombs, seventeen RBIs. He's got a three eighteen OBP, four ninety slugging. He's eight oh eight OPS with a two point one WAR. All right. That's wins above replacement. The dude's a star. If you ever get a chance, if you got MLB TV, which is well worth it, you pay oh, I think one hundred and fifty three dollars a year, and you get every freaking game. Every day. You get every game. Except if you're in Alabama, I think you're blacked out to the Braves. Alright? I don't I don't get to watch the Braves. But it is what it is. I'm watching the Yankees game. I watch the Yankees game every day. So Jeremy Pena, go watch him play. The dude's a future he's a future superstar. Go watch him play. That's 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 all I can tell you. He they didn't have a problem with getting rid of Correa because they knew they had Jeremy Pena. All right. There wasn't a problem there with, with Correa walking because they had this freaking stud. That's that's my rookie that, that's a bright spot in the majors, all right, by the way, that I mentioned. That's my rookie, all right. The dude is a creature. Go watch the Astros play. Go get MLB TV, too. It's worth it, all right. I have a fucking blast watching MLB TV. All right, I get home. From work, take me a shower, get me some food, sit down, relax, and flip on MLB TV. All right? Any game you want to watch. Except if you're in Alabama or probably Georgia, <laughs> where you know where the Braves are at, uh, you're probably blacked out. So, uh, that is the only bad thing, but most of you have ballet sports, so it's not a big deal. Um, but, yeah, man, that MLB TV, good stuff, good stuff. So, moving on to this, uh, after this little power rankings right there that I just gave you and the, the teams that I like, um, I want to move on and, and talk about, first I want to talk about these baseballs, man. I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about, you know, I was watching the Yankees game the other night, Josh Donaldson gets plumped, and... Everybody's like, oh, it was intentional. You know, first first reaction is, it's intentional. It's intentional. Look, guys, it's a tie game, all right? It's not intentional. I don't think it was intentional, all right? John Carlo just hit, hit a bomb to tie the game up, and it was a 3-3 three to three game, and then Donaldson gets plunked. But I'm not plunking a guy in a, in a freaking division game, and it's 3-3. Three to three. And we're getting later into the game. I'm, I'm not doing it. And it's, it goes back to the baseballs that we're using in the game right now. All right, I'm on Twitter the other day, and uh, Will Middlebrooks posts a tweet, and he says, "Hey, I've been in touch with some players and everything, and why are we using two separate baseballs? All right, you got one guy like Jazz Chisholm." He comes up the other night, just absolutely perfect, perfect sound. You know the sound off the wood, okay? You know the sound when somebody makes perfect, perfect contact, okay? Makes perfect, perfect contact. He pimps the home run, and then it falls short in center. So Jazz comes walking across the field, and he stops, and he's like, hey, why in the hell did that not go out? The dugout looks at him like, we don't know. I know why. Because you're hitting a sock, bro. 
You're hitting a sock. Baseball. Rob Manfred. Newsflash. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we using two different baseballs? Why is one minute a guy hitting a ball three stories into the upper deck, and then the next minute Jazz Chisholm's hitting the same ball and it's not even getting out of the park? What are we doing? Weird. Weird to me. That's what the people want to see. Yeah, I love seeing no-hitters and and everything like that and you know the angels with with Detmer and all that that I mean that's 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 freaking awesome dude but these baseball man Will Middlebrook said that some of the players are picking balls up and they have soft spots in them they have like dents in them like soft squishy spots in them that is fucking insane absolutely insane and I don't think Will Middlebrooks is to lie because he used to play in the majors. And we all know he's got connections, so I don't think he's the one to lie about it. So what are we doing? Why are we why are we trying to mess up Major League Baseball? Manfred, man. Get a clue. Get a clue, dog. Get a clue. And then my last thing tonight is I want to talk a little bit about the umpire situation, the crew chief behind the plate, man. What's the deal, dog? What's the deal with these guys? All right. I was having a little conversation earlier on Facebook, and and a couple of people were saying, hey, I think some of them need to start getting small fines. I think, me personally, I think they should have to go to the media. They should have to get to the podium on the media and say, hey, what did you see? What did you see in Atlanta tonight? What did you see on that pitch to throw? Who was it? Plowecki and and Core out. I think it was Plowecki. I mean, that was an absolute horseshit call. All right, look, I'm all about battling with two strikes and protecting the plate, but in no way can you call something like that a strike. No way. This game's already hard enough. It's already hard enough. In no way, shape, or form can you call that a strike. He he I would have gotten tossed as well. I would have gotten tossed as well. Look, the other day in the in the Blue Jays and, and Yankees game, uh DJ Lee Mayhew, same same thing happened to him. He turned around and he said, Hey, that's fucking ridiculous. That's terrible. Excuse my French, but that's exactly what he said. Is That's fucking ridiculous. All right? Be better. All right? The stats come out on, on the crew chief after the game. Come to find out, he was at like 87 percentile on, on balls and strikes. The league average was like 94 percentile. He was like 87. That's piss poor. All right? I know there's human error, but it ain't that bad. Well, the ball was almost in the dirt tonight on Plowecki. We got to be better. We got to be better. It's because it's a lot of people are going to start calling for robo umps, put the computers out there and everything, and the digital strike zone and all that. It's just, man, 
we we just have to be better. We we have to we have to be better in all forms. And and you know, I, like I said, some people were saying they need to be suspended tonight. They need to do small fines. I think you need to go to the freaking podium and they say, hey, what'd you see on that pitch? All right, or what did you see on that call? Or why did you review the call and still stick with your call? Or you know, I mean, it's just. It's you know and and one of the best one of the best ejections this year was was Aaron Boone, all right? When with the he's six fucking seven with Aaron Judge, all right? Because they're calling they're calling ball strikes at Judge's ankles, all right? His literal shins and ankles, they're calling strikes, bro. It's unhittable. It's an unhittable pitch. If Judge does make contact, he he's hitting a ground ball to the infield. He's hitting a weak ground ball to the infield if he ever makes contact with one of those pitches. There's no way for Aaron Judge to get power to drive the baseball in a gap with one of those pitches. All right? No way. It's an unhittable pitch. What I'm, and what I'm really getting to is the game is already hard enough. Don't make it freaking harder. The game's already hard enough. Don't make it harder. Baseball and golf, I'll always say the two hardest sports, all right? And I, I think in you know, in the professional level, I'll be honest with you, hitting a hundred mile an hour fastball is probably the hardest thing to do on this earth in sports. It's ridiculously tough. So don't make it any harder, man. And that's how I honestly feel. I'm not sure if, if finding them is the way to go, but uh, getting them up to the podium, making them face a consequence, making them maybe face a suspension or something, and then we could possibly look to, if it keeps you know happening with the same guy, then we could possibly look to look to a fine or something like that, man. But ugh, it's aggravating. It is aggravating. Don't, don't take the bat out of, a, out of a guy's hands for sure. I've always had a little problem with that. So, with that being said, man, hey, I appreciate each and every one of you joining me tonight. Uh, you know, going over Mike Trout and, and Jeremy Pena and Aaron Judge and Otani and the the five best teams in the MLB and Auburn and Troy. You know, that midweek game and everything that Auburn's got coming up, I really, really enjoyed it. And I appreciate every single one of you who tune into this podcast. And I appreciate all of you who have went to Apple and and Spotify and giving us a review. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And until next time, I'll catch you. I'm B-Lane, and I'll see you on the next one. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. 
With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.